My name is Brian Kinsey, and I'm the pastor of First Pentecostal Church in Pensacola. I'm delighted that you're listening to this message, and I hope it blesses your life. If you'd like to submit a prayer request, or if you're interested in a personal Bible study, you can call us at 850-477-1100, or send us an email at firstpent at firstpent.org. We hope you enjoy this message. Welcome everyone, and thank you for joining us. This is a new day for the First Pentecostal Church and for the church in America as well. Due to the untimely and unwanted arrival of the coronavirus and the new mandates set by the president that no more than 10 people gather in a single social setting and the fact that our general superintendent, Brother David Bernard of the United Pentecostal Church has asked us to comply with our government's request, I believe it's the right thing to do, to submit and to help them keep everyone safe. So we're gonna to have to learn something new. We're gonna to have to learn to do virtual church. You've heard of virtual realities and we're gonna to have to teach old dogs new tricks. And for this season of time, we're gonna do virtual church. We've been consistently promoting a daily devotion and now you know why it is so important that we walk with God every day, because we don't know what the future holds. And who knows if God so ordained this to show us and to teach us that to worship and pray at home is very important as well as we do at church. We're going to come out of this crisis and I declare it in Jesus' name, we're gonna be stronger, more powerful, more on mission than we've ever been before. Brother Bernard, in addressing the United Pentecostal Church just a few days ago, told us to trust God and pray. We need to move from fear to faith, from panic to peace. We need to replace worry with prayer. And that's exactly what we're going to do. And we need to ask God to protect us and to heal us. And that is exactly what the Bible teaches us to do, that our response should be to every crisis that we meet in life. So what we've prepared for you is a virtual revival. I'm going to preach here in just a few minutes. Tomorrow night at 7 p.m., if you would connect, Brother Daniel Strobel is going to be preaching live stream. Friday night at 7 p.m., Brother Josh Herring is going to be preaching Sunday at 11 a.m., we're going to be in the sanctuary. We'll have singing, and then I will preach. And then Sunday at 6 p.m., Brother Bobby Wade. And all of this will be live streaming. This is the word that the Lord put on my heart to speak to you tonight. And I want you to receive it in faith. Israel was standing on the river of Jordan, about to enter into the promised land. This was a new era for them. This is what Joshua told the people. And the unfortunate thing is that they were being asked to walk a path they have never walked before. And that's where we are now. And so Joshua told them in Joshua 3, 3 through 5. And they commanded the people saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then you shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. 
Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which ye must go, for you have not passed this way before. And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do wonders among you. You know, there's some things that we just never get accustomed to. No matter how often they are repeated, they thrill us every time we experience them. Summertime, the new year, birthdays, Christmas, all special times. And it doesn't really matter how hard life gets. We look forward to those special times of the year because they comfort us and they give us a sense of home and family. One writer said that our life is not measured by heartbeats, but we live and measure life by deeds. We gauge life, not by the calendar, but by personal experiences, whether they be good or bad. And I know presently we are in a crisis and here we stand church, just like Israel did on the banks of the Jordan River, about to enter into a new era of life. And we'll never forget this moment. We'll be able to make memories. We'll be able to learn things about God during this time that we couldn't have otherwise. Israel had reached an end, an end to their bondage, an end to being wilderness vagabonds. They had reached an end, but this end was a new beginning. And before them was this unknown way for Joshua said, you have not passed this way before. And that's where we stand right now. We haven't passed this way before. So God wanted to show Israel, and I believe he wants to show us how to find the right path, a path, even though we don't know the way to go. I believe that God will lead us and he will show us the way. Sometimes we don't know the way to go. But God has promised in his word to show us that way. And our story is just about the same as Israel. We all experience that common journey in life. But the old story gives us comfort, doesn't it? It guides us and it leads us over the crisis and into a new beginning. So how do you face an unknown path? How do you navigate unknown territory? Can we, church, with confidence without fear, with a new hope for a new day, walk a new path into an unknown future and know the way and show others the way. I say emphatically, yes, we can. God used the leadership of Joshua to show Israel the way through that unknown path. And though the future was uncertain, Joshua told them to do three things and I want us to learn to do these three things. First of all, he told Israel, sanctify yourself for tomorrow the Lord will work wonders among you. Israel didn't cross Jordan immediately. They had to wait three days before moving. And we've got a few days here before we can move back into the sanctuary. They were reminded of all their journeys and they, they were reminded of the way the Lord had led them. They were reminded of the unfailing love of God. Church, you know God has never failed us not one single time. He has always been there to see us through. They were commanded to sanctify themselves. Now, I understand that at that time, Israel was under the old covenant, and what they did to sanctify themselves will be different for those of us who are believers in the New Testament. 
So what does that mean for the church in the New Testament? How do we sanctify ourselves? Well, I believe we do exactly what Jesus did in John 17, 19. For Jesus said, for their sakes, I sanctify myself. Well, why did Jesus have to sanctify himself? He was God manifested in the flesh, born without sin. But he understood the law of influence. He had to watch what he did and how he did it because of the way it affected others and the impact it would have on his disciples and future generations. That's why we chose to comply with the wishes of the president and our general superintendent because of the impact it would have in our community. He wanted to make sure that his disciples knew that he was not a victim of, the, of circumstance, but he was walking the path to the cross. It was the will of God and he declared it to be so. So like the Savior, we are now faced with the path. We've not yet walked. We need to do what Jesus did. We need a fresh, unreserved surrender to our calling. We need a fresh anointing to do what is right. Never forget during this time to minister to others and to help others in any way you possibly can. Because the wonders of tomorrow depend on the sanctification of today. A new surrender now is a prelude to a miracle tomorrow. So don't grow weary. Don't be afraid. Commit yourself to Jesus with all of your heart. Because if we can learn to face the unknown like Jesus, we will discover how to make tomorrow more wonderful than yesterday. Because we're not victims of circumstances. We are victors and overcomers. And we're going to get through this. The second thing that Joshua did is he issued new commands. While they were in the desert for 40 years, there were few command changes. But when faced with the unknown, there was one new command right after another. They were told to arise, go forward, sanctify yourselves, go after it, come not near the ark, pass over to the other side. And I think that we need to open our heart to new commands. We're going to have to do new things in this hour. We, we need to pray for, for God to give us direction and to give us peace over it. Because when the pressures of life bear down on us and we're having to walk that unknown way, prayer keeps us. And it's in prayer that God leads and guides us because nothing, church, takes the place of prayer. Pray in your home. Pray every single day. Do that rule of five and your daily devotion. We follow Jesus, the one who prayed and the one who won his victory in prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane before he ever went to the cross. In prayer, we receive that personal touch from God that lets us know we're gonna be all right. Through prayer, God will give us the joy and the peace to walk our darkest mile of this unknown way. And we'll walk it with faith and we're gonna walk it with confidence and we're going to see miracles tomorrow because we sanctify ourselves today and we open ourselves to new commandments, to new commands that God can lead us. The third thing that Joshua did is he sent the ark of God ahead of them. He commanded a distance between the ark and the people, about 2,000 cubits. I guess that you could call that social distancing so they could see the way to go. But it was a little more than six feet. It was 2,000 cubits. Uh, he knew that the crowd can blot out the master. And he knew that panic of the proud could obscure the vision of the believer. 
So he put some distance between the ark and the people. Remember, the river of Jordan was flooded at this time and they could have panicked, but instead they sent something better than the Marines into the unknown. They sent something better than first responders into the unknown. They sent the ark of the covenant into the unknown. So let me ask you this church, what are we gonna send into our future? Even though Jesus commanded us not to fear, many times you know that we do. How many times have we sent our imagination into the future, creating all kinds of disasters in our thinking? How many times have we sent our fear into the future? But learn this, fear is not your friend. It is not a pathfinder. It will build no bridges. Fear drowns out any music even if you got your earbuds on. All fear hears and sees is the disaster and the trouble that is presently at hand. But faith sees the miracle tomorrow and faith sees the victory. You hear all of these false reports on the news and they do everything they can to scare you to death. But don't be scared. My granddaughter Elise, my two-year-old granddaughter Elise was singing and Dana caught it on video, and I believe she's got it on our website, First Pentecostal Church. I think we've shared it to where you can see it. And she's singing, I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid. And she sings about as good as her papa right now, which is really good. So if you don't know the way, learn how to sing it. I'm not afraid. You might be walking an unknown path, but I'm sending faith. You can send whatever you want to send, but I'm going to send the ark. And I believe it's the ark that will make the difference. Church, we need a fresh surrender to our cause. We need a fresh commitment to our Christ with the strong conviction that God is already ahead of us, preparing the way. He's already made things right. He's already ordered our steps in his word, and he's done it with perfect love, knowing what is most important in our life. So I say, let us go forward into the future with our heads held high, our banners flying. Let's walk into the unknown way. You say, how can you do that? Because we know the way maker. And although we may not have passed this way before, the way maker has shown us the way. And so I say, May God bless you. May God bless the First Pentecostal Church, the city of Pensacola, the state of Florida, the United States of America, and the entire, every nation of the world, that God would pour out his spirit in a tremendous way. And even in this crisis, people would see that man cannot answer every question, but God can. So what I want you to do is I want you to join with your family and your home right now. And I appreciate so very much you joining us tonight. We're going to pray. We're going to pray that our virtual revival is going to have results. We'll be here. We will have people at the church that if you do invite someone to your home to watch the live stream and they want to be baptized, we can baptize them. You can bring them to the church. There's nothing wrong with that. We can do that. And so I want you to feel free to do these things if you uh, create an opportunity to be a witness to somebody. So let's pray right now. Join with your family and let's pray together. I want you to lift up your voice. Don't just listen to me pray. I want you to pray.
because I believe that is what God is calling us to do. Sanctify yourself. Receive the new command and let us send the ark of God before us into the future and let it show us the way through the unknown path. Father, I thank you for the word that has been spoken here tonight. I thank you for the faith that it has inspired in the hearts of your people. I can feel that you have inspired faith in the hearts of the people through this word. That you're going to be with us through this difficult time and this storm. And that we're going to come out stronger on the other side. I declared it from the very beginning and I declare it again in prayer and in the spirit. Lord, anoint those words. Let them be more than just the desire of my heart. Let them be the purpose of your will and the promise of your word and fulfill it. You said that you've anointed us to preach the gospel. And so we've declared it. Let it strike the hearts of your people and let them with faith begin to witness to their friends and to their family. And if it's appropriate and if they can, invite them into their home to receive the word in our virtual revival. I ask, oh God, that you would do this work. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed this message. Please reach out to us if you have any questions. We can be found at firstpent.org. That's F-I-R-S-T-P-E-N-T dot org. If you're ever in Pensacola, Florida, we hope you visit us. Be blessed in Jesus' name.